Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Hello, faithful listener, and happy Wednesday. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, and I'm so excited to get back into the book of Numbers because I haven't recorded an episode out of Numbers in a couple of days. So I'm excited to uh, talk about Numbers, and there's going to be some interesting things coming up in Numbers as well. We're going to talk about the jealousy law, I think, next Monday, and it's weird. Like, it's it's a really weird and interesting law. <laughs> So I'm excited to talk about it, but today we're going to be finishing up Numbers chapter 4 and talking about verses 21 all the way down to verse 49. But before we do that, just a quick note, if you guys like the Bible Explained podcast and enjoy everything that is going on here, I would love for you guys to take a moment to review the podcast, rate it and review it, and that will be a way to have other people find it more easily, especially since the name change just happened. It'll be great if you guys could review the podcast and uh, let people know that it exists. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Numbers 4, verses 21 all the way down to 49. Grab your Bible and your cup of coffee. I'll be reading out of the WEB this morning. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, Take a census of the sons of Gershon also by their father's houses, by their families, and you shall count them from 30 years old and upward until 50 years old, all who enter in to wait on the service to do the work in the tent of meeting. This is the service of the families of the Gershonites in serving and bearing burdens. They shall carry the curtains of the tabernacle and the tent of meeting, its covering, its coverings of sealskins that is on it, the screen for the door of the tent of meeting, the hangings of the court, the screen for the door of the gate of the court, which is by the tabernacle and around the altar, their cords and all the instruments of their service and whatever shall be done with them. They shall serve in there. At the commandment of Aaron and his sons shall be all the service of the sons of Gershonites in all of their burdens and in all their service. You shall appoint their duty to them in all of their responsibilities. This is the service of the families of the Gershonites in the tent of meeting. Their duty shall be under the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. As for the sons of Merari, you shall count them by their families, by their father's houses, and you shall count them from 30 years old and upward, even until 50 years old, everyone who enters on the service to do the work of the tent of meeting. This is the duty of their burden, according to all the service in the tent of meeting, the tabernacle's boards, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, the pillars of the court around it, their sockets, their pins, their cords, with all their instruments and with all their service. You shall appoint the instruments of the duty of their burden to them by name. This is the service of the family of the sons of Merari, according to all their service in the tent of meeting, under the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. Moses and Aaron and the princes of the congregation counted the sons of the Kohathites by their families and by their father's houses, from 30 years old and upward, even until 50 years old. And everyone who entered into the service for work in the tent of meeting. So I'm actually going to stop right there because the next couple paragraphs are actually very repetitive. So it says basically the same thing, except they didn't just count the Kohathites. They counted the sons of Gershon, the sons of Merari, and then all of the Levites together in verses 46 through 49. 
So from 34 through 49 is basically just talking about counting. So I'll just give those numbers off real quick. So the Kohathites, Moses and Aaron were not just counting all of them now, but counting the ones that were able to do the service in the the tabernacle, which would be ages 30 through 50, males ages 30 through 50. And it says of the Kohathites, there were 2,750. For the Gershonites, there were 2,630. For the sons of Merari, there were 3,200. And then everyone together, uh, let's see, were 8,580. So that was like all the Levites that were able to work in the temple together. So this entire chapter was basically talking about the Levites. No other tribe was mentioned in this chapter at all other than the Levites and then the mini tribes within the Levites. If you guys remember, we talked about them a little bit today. It was the Kohathites, the Gershonites, and the Merarites, I suppose, (laughs) the sons of Merari. So those were the three big families within the Levite tribe. So God had kind of made each individual mini tribe of the Levites, they had a specific role. We talked about the role of the Kohathites the other day on Monday. Now we're talking about the role of the Gershonites and also the Merarites. So the Kohathites kind of had the big role. They had the really like famous role of carrying the Ark of the Covenant and the table and the lampstand, all the furniture they had to take care of and carry from place to place to place. It was a huge role. And a very honorable role as well. Probably many, many people wanted to have that role of being able to carry the Ark of the Covenant. Like what an honor to carry the actual place where God's presence sits. That's what the Ark of the Covenant was. It was where God's presence would reside, was on top of the Ark of the Covenant. So these men would carry it around with this blue cloth over it, so they weren't allowed to see it. The only people allowed to see the furniture inside the temple was actually the high priest and then the priests. But I believe only Aaron could see. Well, no, 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 that's not true. Only Aaron, the high priest, could enter into the most holy place. But I believe when they were taking down the temple from the inside out, the priests could see the Ark of the Covenant But that would be like the only time. But when God's presence was there, like when the the temple was set up and and functioning and God's presence was there, the the priests were never allowed to go into the most holy place. That was only reserved for Aaron once a year. But when obviously the temple was getting taken down, it changed a little bit and God's presence was no longer sitting on top of the Ark of the Covenant and it was safe for the priests to take down the screen and everything inside the temple as well. But of course, everything had to be done very respectfully. But anyway, this was supposed to be the role of the Kohathites, the mini tribe within the Levites. The Kohathites were supposed to take care of the temple furniture, whatever that looked like. And one of Aaron's sons, Eliezer, would oversee the Kohathites. Eliezer had that special role of being able to oversee all of that. And everybody, all the Kohathites would go to Eliezer if they had questions. And Eliezer, yeah, he would be the overseer of all of the temple furniture. So that was the role of the Kohathites that we talked about on Monday. But today we're talking about the Gershonites and also the Merarites or the sons of Merari. 
And they had much, I, would, I wouldn't say they're lesser roles, but in the eyes of a person, a human being, it would be considered to be a lesser role. Because all they had to do, the Gershonites were supposed to basically carry the um, screens and the coverings of the temple. That was their roles. So they were in charge of all the materials. And they would probably uh, do things to patch some of the materials or anything like that. They couldn't see. They were not actually allowed to look at the screen inside the most holy place. They were never allowed to see that because that was taken down first when the temple was taken down. But the Gershonites were in charge of all of that. They were in charge of overseeing the temple uh, coverings, basically. So that was the role of the Gershonites. But then the Merarites... Their role was the supports of the temple. So the beams, the bars, the sockets, all that stuff that the temple uh, tent would be sitting on, like the structure itself, that was what the sons of Merari took care of. So the Gershonites and the Merarites may have had, I suppose, in the eyes of human beings, much lesser roles, but God calls them burdens several times. In verse 24, it talks about how the Gershonites were going to be serving and bearing burdens. And I think he said the word burdens a handful of times here. He said it also uh, in verse 27, all of the Gershonites' burdens and their responsibilities. And then in verse uh, 31, he talks about the Merarites having the duty of their burden and then also in verse 32, he talks about the duty of the burden. So this was a burden. This was a very important role. And I believe if you go back to the Hebrew and look at the word burden, it actually talks about warfare. It can be used as warfare as well. So what the Gershonites and the Merarites were doing was just as important as taking care of the temple furniture. It was an extremely important role, actually. It was so important because this was the structure of where God was living back in these days. This was where God resided. So the stuff that covered God, the stuff that made the temple what it was, the structure and the material was so important to take care of and to take care of it properly. So even though it wasn't as fancy of a job as the Kohathites got, it was still so important. And this just reminds me of the church nowadays. A lot of times we don't think of those behind the scene roles as being important. But let me just tell you, back in November, I ran a woman's worship night for my church. There were several singers, including myself, that oversaw it. But that night... We had the worst connection problems ever. And when we have internet connection problems, everything goes haywire. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. It just goes haywire. But thankfully, one of my friends who goes to my church sits in the back and nobody sees her, but she runs the media and she makes sure that everything is running properly. So she's sitting back there fighting with the, these internet problems that were happening. And meanwhile, me, who's up there on stage, has no clue that it's happening because she was doing such a fantastic job of making sure that everything was still functioning. And you know what? If she hadn't been there, I don't know what I would have done because, 
because it would just would not have been a very successful worship night. Well, I shouldn't say that. It would not have been as effective if we would not have had her back there fighting with all those internet issues and making sure everything was running smoothly. And that was a behind the scenes role. And even though there were many singers up there on stage and and people always think of, you know, the head singer as the head worship leader, but that's not true. Anybody who is helping out with worshiping God has an important role. Whether it's my friend, Michaela, in the back, you know, switching slides, making sure that people know the words to the music, or whether it's the head worship leader out in front worshiping God, both of those roles are equally important because both of those roles are helping people worship God more effectively. It's the same thing here. Even though we typically think of the head worship leader as being the one that has the the fancy job of, you know, the, the honor of being able to lead worship for everybody, it's the team also that helps lead worship. Everybody on stage is a worship leader. Anybody in the back switching slides is a worship leader. It doesn't matter if you are helping people worship God, you are a worship leader. And this is the same thing here. Even though the Gershonites and the Merarites didn't have that fancy role of being able to carry the Ark of the Covenant on their backs, they were helping the other tribes worship God with taking care of the structure of the temple, taking care of the coverings of the temple. The temple was how people were going to gain access to God. The temple was how people would worship God back in these days. So their role was important. And anybody that has a role in the church, even though it's not a fancy role, even though it's not out in front, even though it's not in the spotlight, it is an extremely important role. And a lot of times the church cannot function without those behind the scene roles. The church can't function without volunteers there to help. Having volunteers doing this stuff in the church is awesome. I mean, even God here had thousands of volunteers to take care of the house of God. So volunteering is so good. It's so good because that is what's helping the church continue to function. It's volunteers like you that are keeping the church afloat. And it doesn't matter what role you have in the church, You are important and God knows that. And even if people don't thank you right now here on earth, God sees what you're doing. And in the end, it's all for God and it's all for the people's relationships with God. So if you're a volunteer at your church, contact me and tell me what you do, because I'd love to meet you and I'd love to hear about uh, some of the stuff that you've been able to do in your church to continue to keep it afloat. And I think that's just so important. So thank you. Thank you so much to all the volunteers that are helping the church remain afloat. I mean, we are all the body of Christ. And that's another thing that Paul talks about, how we are all the body of Christ. And, you know, the the pinky finger doesn't get mad that it's a pinky finger. And the ear does not get upset that it's not the foot. That's what Paul talks about. They each have an important role and they all work together to make the body function. And that is what we are in the church. We each have a role to make the body 
function. And of course, God calls the church the body of Christ. So yes, we need volunteers in the church. And if you are a volunteer, I clap for you. Good job. And thank you also for your uh, for your work in the church. Well, friends and faithful listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode, and I hope that you are blessed by it. Once again, if you did like it, rate it five stars and share it on your social media platforms, and that will help more people find the Bible Explained podcast. But you know what? I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning or whenever you wake up for an episode out of Luke. Happy listening, and God bless. Oh,